Your brothers have your back. Wayfarer class designation 2376 bash 24. This is Imperial Star Destroyer. This is Imperial. When did we become Empire? What is he talking about? Kaz isn't like saying that to where like it's more rhetorical. Like uh-huh. he always has to have like a little quip. We all know this about him at this juncture. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so he's just kind of mumbling to himself. Yeah. So our camera cuts to Kaz as he says that, and we hear as it cuts back to the the main group. According to Regulation Two Three Seven Six Five Four of the Imperial Free Trade Designations, we're going to have to inspect your cargo. Please prepare to be boarded. Oh, junk. Uh, that's not good, Chuck says after he turns off the comms. So, uh, Rondo, do you have any dealings with Imperials types? Because I'm not understanding. He keeps using this word. I do not think it means what he thinks it means. Um, yeah, you guys were kind of holed up all day. Uh, they renamed, restructured? I don't know. The... Public's the Empire now. This is another time. Earlier, it's very fast. Exactly. You cannot end war by having just a couple calm links. Bleep bleep. War over. Bleep bleep. Now we Empire. Bleep bleep. What is this? They cannot just decide this stuff over comms. You said... Yeah. Palpatine gave this big speech uh, today about this the restructuring and reorganization of the Republic. And... You're not. You're not the only one who's thinking like this. There, there was some some bad stuff happened today, but uh, yeah, Empire. Well, we need to find some of Jedi and find out what they know about what is going on, because they would know about what this Empire means. Ooh, give me an average vigilance check. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You do not see Chuck and Cora give each other significant glances. So Kaz, uh, oblivious as always, because that is his, uh, that's like his fifth rank talent, uh, is uh, obliviousness. He is just kind of talking off his head. He turns to uh, Dice and says, of course I do not trust these Jedi still, but they at least will talk to people. They bring war, they bring trouble everywhere they go, but they will at least talk. I do not get this changing everything so quickly. Cora says, we can't stop, Chuck. You just keep going. So, is there any way that I could possibly be of assistance? I am not mechanically inclined to things as big as this. I am biological mechanical engineer. Is there something I could do to help? And he kind of slaps his hands together like your uncle does right before he tries to help out in, say, the wood shop where he has zero skills at woodworking. <laughs> Chuck says, I think I kind of want Rondo in the co-pilot seat for this one. And Cora gets up and says, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Kaz, he, I, well, this might be tough. We haven't run a Republic cruiser before. We've done it with the Separatists, but, uh, I don't know if you want to hold on or, or what. I, there is not enough of me to worry about holding on. It is okay. I tuck into ball. Watch this. It is very fun. Your child might find this very amusing. Okay, punch it. 
and he kind of gets in this like stooped position. You hear his knee kind of pop as he gets into like a little tucked ball and he looks like a shellless armadillo kind of situation. The baby laughs as you do that as Dice gets in the the gunner's seat. Well, I guess we're all in. What is this phrase all in? We are all obviously all in here. We are all in this room. Or do I miss... Is this another uh, one of those phrases? What I mean, Dice says as Chuck and Rondo punch it, is that I'm about to fire a ship's turret at the people that I worked with for five years. All in, it means that we are 100% in this situation and we are in it together. Okay, then I am all in with you no matter what, to the end. As Chuck and Rondo push forward on the throttle, you see that Rondo is doing calculations for a jump to hyperspace. And the Imperial Star Destroyer sees that you are making a break for it. Mm -hmm. I'd like to roll some initiative for what is potentially the first space combat on this show ever. I think I'm going to roll cool because Kaz has had a sinking feeling this whole time Mm -hmm. and he is just waiting for ridiculousness to happen. Yeah. One success, two advantage. Chuck punches it and you see Rondo start to calculate a route. Mm-hmm. Looking at the looking at the um, the Star Destroyer, you spot a trio of ships fly for out from underneath. The space around Coruscant is hazardous. There are bits and pieces from the battle that happened here only, what, 48, 48 or so hours ago? Yeah. You can even see that people are in the middle of cleanup. There are ships scavenging parts and collecting bits and pieces. The three ships make a beeline for the Wayfarer, and... Yikes. You see the laser fire erupt from them as they shoot a warning shot across the bow of the Wayfarer. Mm -hmm. You hear the voice again say, Wayfarer class, please submit to inspection. And then Chuck just slams on the button, shut it off. And you're up. You, uh, if you have anything to do, and Dice and Rondo. And I think what we need to do is get through two rounds with Rondo having enough time to hopefully get, I'll, I'll roll each time, but Rondo needs to get the uh, astrogation check. Yeah. Uh, the Wayfair, I can't remember, does it have uh, jettison hatches on it? It's been a while since I looked at those. We've got a dorsal quad laser cannon. We've got... If memory serves, this is... Okay, yeah, I'm looking at a picture of it. Um, I think there's got to be a jettison hatch in there somewhere. And so what mm-hmm. I'd like to do is get a few spare power converters. And I'm going to mm-hmm. roll a mechanics check. I'm going to get the biggest capacitor that I can out of a piece of junk. I have uh, his wife kind of take me back to the spare parts room. And he has a general understanding of mechanics and so forth, uh, just because he, he works with fine-tuned stuff. Normally it's... Uh-huh to be, you know, implanted in a biological of some kind. Uh, But he just wants to basically hook up the biggest capacitor to where it, like, stores up the energy and then over floods as it bridges 
and more than anything just lets out a big blinding light as the um a, a huge dissipation of energy suddenly okay so cora leads you back to the the back end of that storage container mm-hmm. where she opens up a door and you see the parts of a pod racer actually oh gosh hastily put back there and there's a workbench and tons of extra bits and pieces and stuff yeah so let's get that mechanics check to basically put together sort of a flash bomb is that what you're thinking basically yeah you can have a boost for all the stuff yeah okay i think what i think he is wanting something that is as simple as possible but with the biggest possible discharge so I think he would aim at something that would be like a hard check. Yeah, I think hard's right. And you said I do have a few to flip, so I'd like to flip one. Yeah, I've got three in front of me for you. Okay. All right, so I'll flip one. Uh, I'm, I'm flipping one, so that's going to be one yellow, three green, a boost, three purple. Yep. And uh, I'm going to give myself a setback because all of this equipment is uh, someone else's and it's for bigger hands than his and the work. And it's also a complete mess. It's a complete mess. And he's just kind of tisk tisking at himself. And uh, he's like, later, once we get out of this, I will organize uh, however you want it to be. But let us please work together and organize this. <laughs> okay. So here we go. Oh, that is. Wow. That's not pretty, but that works. Not pretty, but it works. Just like the space that you're in. Yeah. He he looks at it. He. <laughs> oh, Boji. Okay. I think this will make a bit of a boom. Uh, more importantly, it will fry all of these power converters at the same time, and it will discharge lots of sparks and things, and maybe even blind the eyes of those guys trying to fly around us. Cora grabs it and heads back to one of the uh, one of the ports where she can eject it. And all right, you hear the sounds of of gunfire from outside the ship as um, dice opens fire on these incoming ships and you hear rondo call back to you whatever you're doing back there it better give us a little more time mm, 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 mm. yikes okay you feel the ship maneuver and you sort of rock a little bit back and forth but it for such a big ship it definitely feels like whoever is flying it knows how to fly it the pod racer parts in this room that you're in shift a little bit as it banks to the left and to the right and Cora getting to this the, the the hatch tosses that thing out why don't you describe what happens with your flash bomb these three ships are also maneuvering very well um, you can't see them behind you but you hear you probably hear some swearing from uh, Rondo and Chuck as Chuck thinks he did something clever to outmaneuver them but they continued to follow. So this contraption, for lack of a better term, is mainly meant to do a sudden arc between the two polarities of this power converter mashup, basically. The capacitor overloads and suddenly discharges as there's a breakthrough on the dielectric. And the explosion is mostly actually from the sudden flush of electricity 
arcing between the different power converters and power cells. There's not much debris that goes around. It's just mostly light and, uh, in theory, sound, but there's no air to compress. So I know I'm getting way too technical, but... But also Star Wars. Star Wars. There is. There is. Yeah. There's, (laughs) There's sound and everything like that. So... The, the engineer side of me cringes, uh-huh. but enjoys it nonetheless. And you don't see it, but as that bright light erupts behind the ship, it, it erupts between two of the pursuing ships, and they both bank, one to the right and one to the left. And the one that banks to the left hits the thing that Rondo and Chuck just dodged, and you... It spins out of control, and you can hear the muffled explosion through the ship. Well, that's one less thing to worry about. And it's back around to you. So he kind of looks around at the different things, and he asks... Cora. So, Cora, tell me about this this speeder here, this uh, this whatever this wants to be. The... Uh. The pod racer? It does not look like it wants to race pods or anything of that sort, but... It was a pod racer yesterday. Okay, so is this something that I could maybe, like, throw a a power sail in and maybe, like, launch it out the back as well? And it just kind of flies off and is another distraction. That is all I want. (sighs) Um... Just turn the engine on, push down the accelerator and get out of the way. Chuck's not going to be happy. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Okay, you only live once unless the Emperor grants you another time because apparently he can do whatever he wants today. So what did the two of you do? I think Korra goes and opens up the back of the Wayfarer and there's like a ray shield that protects it from the vacuum of space. Yeah, and Kaz is going to try to um, just basically jury-rig the thing to like just be flat open on the accelerator just dumping all of the fuel into the uh turbines as quickly as possible again turbines in the vacuum of space is a beautiful thought but whatever Mm -hmm. so yep and what am i up against you're up against two purples with a boost for cora Mm -hmm. and a setback for all the stuff in between this pod racer and just maneuvering getting it, it out of yeah, here. Yeah, that makes sense. Add a force die. Ooh, okay. So you get this machine on. Cora gets the back door open. You can now see these two ships just at like the range of of your sight. They're more like moving pinpricks of light than anything else. The laser blasts that emanate them that are just missing the top and bottom of the Wayfarer. Mm-hmm. You and Cora maneuver this machine around the two red ships in this bay, and you start to overclock the engines. She seems to know her way around a pod racer pretty well, and between the two of you, you basically turn this thing into a bomb-slash-debris-making thing. It is, it, it's not something that you want to run into. Yeah, that's basically <laughs> all I'm asking for. Yeah, I'm going to roll a space check, a piloting space for these pilots and see see what happens. What do you think the difficulty would be? I think that the difficulty for this is going to be a, it's going to be an average, but with a setback because there is 0% chance they would expect to see 
one of these flying out the back of the thing in the vacuum of space. Like this is a definite like, oh really? Oh, they've got yeah. one of those. And that'll also give them hesitation. What else are they gonna throw out the back of this thing? All right. I think I think with your success though, I I want to upgrade it. I want the chance of them rolling a despair. Okay. No despair, but no success. Yeah. You want to describe what happens to one of them and how the other one barely scrapes away? Okay, so much like the beloved Sebulba, one of the engines just careers wildly and is not doing what it should do. And the other kind of zips off in another direction. And unfortunately for pilot number two, that engine that zipped off because it was overclocked and was uh, leaking coolant, in fact, exploded right as it passed under it. And so the shockwave of it is what actually caused him to career out of control and slam into some kind of debris in the area. I'm imagining, knowing what pod racers look like, the the explosion was not just fire, but there was like this purple electricity, the, yeah. the coupling, the thing that connects the two pods exploded with it and this ball of fire just with purple energy tracing around it sends the pilot careening towards a piece of debris. And Kaz kind of looks over at Cora and smiles. Well, at least it went out in a blaze of glory and we did not suffer the same fate. You know, you look at that and it gives you a good sense of well-being and okay i'm extemporizing let's get inside it is getting cold yeah we're not going to tell him until we get to dantooine i'm not going to ever tell him <laughs> i can just walk around what what is not me is not me he will know it is me it is okay i'm used to this this is reaction i get all the time but he will know it was me and i will wink and then i will make him little water and it, it will all be fine it is okay you hear an alarm from the cockpit and rondo very faintly calls back is the bay door open somebody close that that we're ready to jump okay okay we will close door but do not ask me what we are doing back here because it will be very painful for all of us and while you're saying that cora closes the door cora come with me i will make you some tea do you have tea i will make you tea she moves up in the ship towards the cockpit and you see as you're walking towards it, and she shows you where the galley is, you see the stars in front of the cockpit extend, and the blue swirls of hyperspace begin to move around the ship. The final ship that was pursuing veers off to the left as the Wayfarer streaks in hyperspace. Rondo and Dice come back to the galley. You can see the sweat on Dice's forehead as any wipes a hand across his face, across that fresh scar, as he comes back and sits down at one of the stools. That was close. Hey, could have been worse. It could have been a lot worse. At least we worse. got out of there. Yes. But the, the good thing is, not only did we get out of there, we are also in an empire, as I found out just recently. These are the things that they do not tell you. Uh, you were probably the last to learn. See, this is my life. This is what I get used to. This is why the brothers in the Varad would always keep me around. They're like, oh, well, don't worry, old Kazi not need to know that right now. Well, what do we do? So, I told you before, I will take you to the Varad. I will introduce you to all your Mandalorian brothers. And hey, guess what? You are beautiful now. 
we both have beautiful scars. And they will be like, oh, this brother, he has seen fighting. He has been in action. He is a true brother. Yeah, don't worry about it, pal. This isn't the first time I've disappeared. Okay, I am always the one with stories. Now it is your turn. We need to hear this one. Rondo and Chuck look at each other and then look at Cora, and the three of them begin to tell their story. Uh, the baby Borcus bouncing on Rondo's knee as they tell the story of how they left the Confederacy and how Cora left the Jedi Order. Thanks for listening to this episode of Coruscant Nights. Coruscant Nights is a production of Nightcast Creative. To find out more about us and our projects, visit nightcastcreative.com. Thanks to Paul for playing on these episodes.